When you have a frozen sewer vent, use the Sewer Skewer. It fits any size vent and can be left in year-round. So it's one and done when it comes to installation, making it so easy to protect your farm, ranch, or home. Visit SewerSkewer.com to see their many locations. Good to see everyone today. I hope everyone had an outstanding Christmas and New Year's. Uh, exciting time. Uh, finally game week. And I know our players and coaches uh, are excited to get this one going this week. Uh, we're uh, chomping at the bit a little bit finally to to look at the calendar and know that you could count it down uh, our practices one hand rather than two and uh, uh, we've had a, a great uh, winter camp so far uh, our players have been attentive uh, we're getting healthy uh, we've had some outstanding work uh, our young kids have, have really uh, taken this time to to work hard uh, on continuing to, to improve themselves not only in the weight room but on the football field as well uh, we're going to play an outstanding football team here uh, uh, in a few days uh, in, in a little bit under a week uh, JMU uh, has a uh, roster of loaded with talent. Uh, they're well coached. You can see that when you watch them on film. Uh, they have a number of different playmakers on both sides of the football. Uh, of course, it all starts on the offensive side with their quarterback, uh, Ben DiNucci, uh, as good a quarterback that's probably out there in the FCS level, maybe in the, in the country. Uh, Unbelievably efficient with the football, doesn't turn it over, uh, can continue to extend plays with his feet, find find uh, receivers downfield, and, and that'll be a huge challenge for us uh, to, to keep him uh, contained, but also uh, their run game. Uh, they have an outstanding offensive line, veteran group, uh, three juniors, two seniors, and uh, that'll be a huge challenge for Code Green uh, as we get into the game. Uh, defensively, uh, starts with their two defensive ends, um, Carter and, and, and Duku, uh, excellent football. Football players, difference makers, uh, TFLs, sacks, pressure on the quarterback. Um, you know the Rams are going to have to play, uh, if not their best, one of their best football games this year. Uh, and then you know some other names uh, that jump out: Landon Word, uh, the number 52 middle linebacker for him, seems to be all over the place. Uh, they have a, a safety, uh, number 24, D'Angelo Amos, uh, a great punt returner, great safety. So uh, you, you look at, at at their personnel. Uh, there's not a lot of holes out there, but you expect that when you're playing the for a national championship, and um, that's only uh, forced our players to have greater focus this week, knowing that we're playing, uh, you know, probably the best football team in the country. We have to be ready to go. Uh, with that, I'll open it up to questions. They're a number one rushing defense. Why do you think that is, and how do you attack something like that? Well, I think, uh, one, that they're uh, extremely sound in what they do. Uh, they don't do uh, – they haven't shown to do a whole lot defensively. Uh, they're a, a underfield team. They play a little bit of quarters. They're going to bring some five-man pressure. Uh, they do a little bit of, of uh, four-man pressure where they drop the DN. But uh, I think they, they, they keep it relatively simple, and they try to let their kids play fast, have adjustments in games, uh, and, and, and they make good tackles. Uh, they're a good tackling football team, and I think they're a veteran group uh, that has played together for a while. While. I thought I heard uh, Coach Signetti the other day say they have seven or eight six-year seniors on their football team. Uh, you know that leadership right there in itself has to play huge dividends, and uh, they got some outstanding seniors on defense. They look like anybody you played defensively this season. Oh, I think some of their personnel might. Uh, uh, might make you you think about Illinois State and or University of Northern Iowa. Uh, I think there's some similarities just with the personnel, not necessarily the scheme, but uh, uh, the types of players that the, uh, each university has compared to JMU. Anything that you learned that maybe you weren't expecting when going through the film over the last couple of weeks? Uh, no, you know, I, 
of course, with, with new coordinators, it was all kind of new to a certain extent. Uh, you know, just seeing what they were going to do offensively. I hadn't looked at them at all during the course of the season. Uh, my number one concern was was the Bison and, and whoever the opponent was that week. Uh, you know, just seeing how they have have changed slightly. You know, from who they were uh, the last time we played them in 2017, they were a, a more of an over cover one team. Uh, they do more defensively now. Uh, offensively, they're still going to operate out of 11. Uh, they'll get into some 10 personnel. They'll try to cross personnel you a little bit because uh, they have some uh, very skilled tight ends. Uh, of course, uh, Riley Stapleton, who, who's the wide receiver, but then Dylan Stapleton, his brother, uh, is an outstanding tight end. When it comes to preparing, especially when you're changing scenery, uh, how familiar from years past is it to have well, you're referring to the having been down there before. You know, it, it's a little di- a little different just because uh, the makeup of our football team uh, with only 14 seniors uh, and the number of, of young players that we have on the football team, uh, there's a wide variety of guys who have never played actually in the venue. Uh, they, they've been there. They've seen it. I, I guess to a certain extent that's, that's comforting, but at the end of the day you still have to execute between the yard lines. So how does leadership on the team help with that? Oh, I'm sure those guys have had conversations, continue to talk. Um, you know, right now our, our seniors are making sure that we just have great practice. Uh, our coaches are making sure that our scout team continues to give us great looks. Uh, you know, it's it is going to be the only only game that we'll play all year, probably uh, the last couple of years that's been on grass. Uh, but you know, the, what I say to the players is, you grew up growing uh, playing on grass. It shouldn't be a big deal. You think about the last two weeks that you guys have had. How valuable is this time? Nobody else on campus. No classwork, just football. It's kind of like fall camp point two for you. It is. Uh, you know, our kids refer to it as winter camp. Uh, it's 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 enjoyable. Uh, you, you take some of the other distractions out of there. Uh, it is football just every day. Um, at the same time, we try to give them enough time to, to get away from coaches, get away uh, from the facility, uh, so they can enjoy it a little bit. Uh, you got to remember we're, we are taking up their. Every other college student in the country right now is, is, is relaxing or hanging out with friends, and these guys have been practicing since uh, the 1st of August. And it, that, that creates some challenges. Uh, our, uh, what we tell our incoming freshmen is, is, is our seasons are long here, and those guys are living it right now. Uh, but it's been good. Uh, it's been really good. Uh, this, the calendar kind of threw a different little makeup than maybe what we were used to, but uh, we seem to work through it. And I know it's been really good for our, our young guys, our developmental guys. They've been able to continue to be in the weight room, continue to work with Coach Kramer. Um, so that way those guys are ready for spring ball, which uh, isn't really that far away. Where have you seen maybe the biggest growth in your guys um, in these last two weeks? Not just those young guys, which I know this is a big part for them, but the guys who are going to be on the field, are they continuing to learn, develop, and be ready for their best football game yet? Oh, I think you know they continue. One is health. Everyone's getting healthy. Everyone has fresh legs, so we can execute at a maybe at a little bit faster pace. Uh, we need to just to, uh, when you look at our opponent. Uh, but I think yeah, there, there's plenty of reps where guys who we're going to count on uh, are, are continuing to to get better. And uh, just the more football you play, you have a tendency to to get better. So I know guys like Jazir Cox are getting so many reps for us that over the over winter break that uh, uh, he's going to continue to help us. Uh, Costner Chang, who just Move to defensive tackle. He needs these reps still. Um, there's other guys, uh, Jalen Sundell, who's a backup on the offensive line, but but these reps are, are, are unbelievably critical for his development and for us as a football team to make sure that we have the depth necessary to win football games. You mentioned health. You anticipate having Josh Hayes available on any other kind of injury news? That- Josh Hayes has been practicing all winter camp, so he'll be available. Uh, Phoenix Proles is practicing, so he's going to continue to be available. Uh, we're going to be as close to, to full speed as possible. Abu? 
No, he will not. We uh, will uh, hopefully be applying for a medical uh, redshirt for him to get another year. Jalen Bussey, you imagine, make the 63 to dress on Saturday? He, he will not. Uh, we had a uh, x-ray this week, and, and unfortunately, uh, I don't think that uh, that finger has recovered quite where we want it yet. From the head coach's spot, though, the three weeks, is that too long or just right? And uh, what's your biggest concern coming up, a three-week break and playing another game? Well, I'll answer the the second part of your question first. You're always concerned about sharpness. Um, just, yeah, you're going through reps, but practice reps aren't like game reps. And so, you know, can you mimic the speed? Can you mimic the tempo of the game? That's always a concern. Uh, just like you'd have that concern week one, going going into your first week of the season. Uh, you, you practice at a certain level. You can't practice at game level all the time. Uh, you know, my concern, it's been good. I, I would, I liked our previous schedules where you could practice for a couple of days, take a break off, and then come back and, and, and return to practice. Uh, we gave our players uh, a number of days off. Um, not, not that it's been long, but I can tell they're, they're itching to, to get to Texas and, and, and to get to the game right now. It's, it is a lot like fall camp as far as the anticipation of the game that's coming up. Speaking of a long season, was there a point where you saw some of the young guys hit a wall this year? I mean, some guys have not played 15 or 16 games in a year. <laughs> Uh, there is, uh, generally around the 1st of November. Uh, I think that's kind of been my experience as a coordinator and now as a head football coach. Uh, you, you look at the calendar, a lot of the high school or a lot of the, the young guys who are on the football team were probably ending their season or ramping their season up for playoffs about November 1st. And they look at our calendar and we have three more, four more regular season games and then whatever may happen after that. Um, so, but they've, been, they've done a really good job. Uh, and, and, and getting a, a bye in the playoffs was critical for them. Uh, getting a little bit of time away over the holidays was critical for those guys as well. Um, but they, they continue to give us great looks. Uh, these extra reps are, are, are going to serve them well once we get to spring ball and into 2020. Um, so you know, I would never give up these practices, of course. Any special discussions or, or meetings with Trey? Because it's going to the national championship team as a freshman. He's obviously not been there before. Or is it just the same old, same old? Just been, it's been, we've just kind of the company line. We've just been doing our thing and, and following our process to, to get everyone ready. Haven't really addressed it. He, he's done such a great job as the years gone on, this season in, in, in particular, of, of staying humble, uh, of keeping himself grounded, uh, that I don't think anyone envisions him getting overexcited. Uh, he's excited to play and compete because um, that's what he likes to do and that's who he is. But uh, he'll be ready to go, and I don't think we need to make a bigger deal of it than it is. Did you see him lag at all during the season, speaking of you know, young guy play. You're talking about Trey Lance? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think he continually, he went about his business every week. Uh, you know, there was probably weeks that maybe he didn't feel as, as, as well as, as he wished he would have from a physical standpoint. But uh, as far as the execution side of it or knowing a game plan, there was never a week that I was ever in doubt. Matt, what's it mean for this year's team to have a chance to go undefeated for this year's squad? I, I think that's pretty special. I don't. I don't. It doesn't matter if it's this year's team, last year, wherever. I'd, there's very few teams in the country that go undefeated. So uh, you could probably count them on one hand. Uh, the Division One teams. When you start looking at all 250, roughly of them, uh, there's not very many out there. And so when you have an opportunity to do that, uh, you know, we need to take advantage of it. I know. Again, we're playing an unbelievably talented football team, uh, and, and we'll have our work cut out for us. Yeah, Braylon Henderson's got four games. You have to decide a fifth game. Is that a situation where you can dress them and not play them, or if a guy like that dresses just because of the roster size, you, you pretty much have to play? You talking about Braylon Henderson? Yeah, Braylon Hender
Uh, just here's my concern. Someone accidentally grabs him and throws him out there. Uh, and and I, had a, I had a conversation with Braylon is, Braylon, we, you're, we could dress you for one game, but I'd rather dress you for 12 more games to make sure when you're, when you're a redshirt senior. And I think th- that value outweighs the one game. I know it's in his hometown, and I appreciate his parents and his family understanding where we're coming from, but you know, that, that's essentially what he would be giving up to play a fifth game is he's going to lose a season somewhere. And I don't think, that, I don't think the, 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 the costs out, outweigh the, the benefits of, of sitting him this week. Did he fight that at all? Or no. Saying, no. No, not at all. It tells me a kid's starting to become a bison. Matt, the redshirt rule second year around, was there anything that you would like to change within the redshirt rule in terms of having more than just four games, or did you guys use an advantage of you know the second time with the redshirt rule? Personally speaking, if I could sit in those those rules meeting, I would ask for just five years of eligibility and let, let's quit keeping track of it and let's just like if they're good enough to play, they're good enough to play. I don't know if it would affect us greatly. Um, I think we maximize the rule. I think we do a really good job of managing it. Um, you're still not going to see D lineman or O lineman play at NDSU, but you might see a Braylon Henderson playing a few more games. You might see a Jacob Lippy playing a few more. Uh, you know, but usually come conference season, we know who's going to be good enough to play for us, and, and that's one of the the benefits of having our all our freshmen here over the course of the summer as well. Is probably by the start of fall camp. We have a pretty good idea of who can help us as well, uh, just because of the feedback we get from our strength staff, the ability to have some access time with our kids in the summer. Um, so, so that in itself gives us kind of a, a jump start on on who can, who we can use and when we can use them. Anything you guys are going to do differently once you get to Texas, or is that another? If it's not broke, don't fix it. Type you talking about our schedule? Yeah. Uh, the only thing that that's a slightly different. I think we're going to do uh, a second community service project down there. Of course, we always do the Miracle League, uh, which our entire football. team team will attend. Uh, there's also a, a reading event uh, to a local uh, elementary school, I believe, and I think we're going to send a uh, half dozen to a dozen uh, freshmen down there. How, how has this been different managing this as the head coach as opposed to a coordinator? I mean, you made calls to Chris Kleiman or former head coaches to maybe get a little insight or help in uh, managing these three weeks? Uh, I've, I've talked to Chris a couple times. Uh, you know, of, co- of course, Coach Kleiman had his own game he needed to worry about, and uh, I think we talked more about triple option defense than we did uh, uh, our schedule at uh, uh, down in Texas. But have visited with him a little bit. Uh, Craig Bowl stopped by the office here a couple weeks ago, and I uh, was able to pick his brain uh, briefly while he was uh, coming through on a recruiting trip. So uh, you know, you can't find two better guys to, to ask about uh, or ask about this event. Uh, you know, but we're gonna we're gonna keep the schedule relatively the same. Uh, I don't think there's any reason to uh, to adjust it. Of course, weather can always uh, throw a curveball at you, and it looks like uh, there's a chance for some showers on both Thursday and Friday, and, and maybe on Saturday. But uh, uh, if so, we'll, we'll, we have a dry place where we can practice, and, and, and we'll utilize that facility if, if need be. I know Shore kept you up the two years you played him. Is Danucci keeping you up as well? Is he a similar quarterback? Are they two? Totally different guys. No, I think there are some similarities to it. Uh, very, very efficient with the football. And uh, I, I think if I were to say he manages the game well, uh, that would be a knock against him. He's better than that. Uh, he makes plays. Uh, he, he knows where and when he wants to get the football. He, he sees things pre-snap. Uh, he, he knows 
the reads. He understands defense. Um, and then he, he, he does have the ability uh, to extend plays. And, and that was where Shore was, was extremely talented. Uh, not only we am, having got to play him twice, got to see it a couple different times. Um, you know, we're, we're going to make sure that we have a good plan in place to try to keep him in the pocket. And uh, hopefully uh, our defensive line, and, and, and if it's a backer or a safety or whomever, uh, we're up to the challenge. But he, he's a really good football player. What does Brandon Polk uh, bring to their team? Number three. Number three. Well, in, yeah. Yep. You know, outstanding wide receiver. Great, great speed. Can play in the slot. Um, can make you miss. Uh, they'll run some uh, some double moves with them, and so uh, it, it causes a matchup problem a little bit. You know, sometimes we have Jabril to the field, uh, and, and that could be potentially a matchup during the course of the day. Uh, it's a concerning one, and, and so you know, are we going to play quarters? Are we going to play bracket coverage? How are we going to try to you know in and out you know a receiver of that skill. Uh, but if you do that, then they got Riley Stapleton at the X, and now you're leaving him by himself. So you, you got to be really uh, careful about how you're going to pick and choose when you're going to try to you know, play, roll your coverage to the field, keep your coverage you know, rolled back to the, to the X. Uh, they do some unique things in three-by-one, and they have some really good talent. Do they run him much, like with Jeff uh, They've done some things with him as well. You know, and, 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 and that's always a concern, just because of his, his ability to run and his speed. Jabril Cox spent a lot of the 2017 game following Brian Shore around and causing him problems. Is that something we could see on, on Saturday or more likely to be detached? Uh, you know, I, I think we're going to use Jabril in the best way that we can. And I think, uh, to me, he's one of the best slattery defenders in the country. Uh, you know, he needs to be an impact force. He has been all year. Uh, I, I guarantee we've played 15 teams that know exactly where number 42 is lined up at. Um, you know, but he needs to he needs to play his best game, and uh, uh, you know I want to see our our best players play their best when we're, we're playing great competition. So that's my challenge to Jabril. But uh, we're going to utilize him a number of different ways during the course of Saturday. You've used him in a lot of different ways throughout this season. Had the chance to talk to uh, Coach Olson a little bit about him in all those different ways. Can you just? Reemphasize how valuable he's been as a player that, like you said, everybody knows where he is on the field. He's still played such a huge impact for this team. Well, he does because his ability or his as he's gained knowledge over the course of the last couple of years and just a better understanding of what we do defensively, it's enabled us to move him to Will, to Mike, to a defensive end position on third down because uh, he has an unbelievable skill set. And we're trying to take advantage of it uh, as long as we can. Uh, you know, Jabril has one year left with us. We're going to make sure we, we use him up as much as we can because he's a special young man. He's a, he's a great kid. Uh, he, he had a, he's a, he's going to graduate in May. Um, he's done everything we've asked, and he continues to produce on the football field. So really pleased with, with, with how Coach Olson and our defensive staff have been able to try to create some mismatches with Jabril. Uh, I think he does do that from a defensive perspective. And so um, we'll, we'll, we'll try to continue to do that, and hopefully we can get him to make some plays on Saturday. And how about his selflessness? He's done a lot of things this year that don't necessarily show up on the stat sheet, not at the kind of guy who's affected by that. I, I think you could say that about 99% of our kids. Um, uh, I, I know, I know, I know. You didn't want me to say that, but uh, he, he's done. He, he he's just about playing football and playing with his with his buddies, and, and that's the number one thing that Jabril's concerned about is making sure uh, he has a smile on his face every day. As long as we're playing good defense and we're winning football games, I think those are the things that Jabril's most concerned about, um, which is. Which, as a head football coach, you enjoy it, talking about kids like that or in that role. But um, he, he's 
he's done a great job of, of, of developing himself because, as all of you know, he, high school quarterback, you know, and, and, and played very sparingly on the defensive side. Just And I understand why he never wanted to get hurt on that side in high school, but didn't play much as a junior because of an ACL tear, came back, had an unbelievable senior year. And, you know, to make the conversion to linebacker and do it in the way he's done it, uh, I think says a lot about his willingness to, to learn and to grow, uh, but also his his desire to be or, or his desire to, to help the Bison be the best. Is Danucci one of those quarterbacks where when, when you rush in, we really worry about the lanes or is it just kind of get up field and go? No, I'm definitely concerned about the lanes and his ability to take off. You uh, watched the Villanova game. He took off straight downhill and attacked him through the A-gap. Uh, I'm worried about him outflanking us and finding guys downfield. So we got to do a good job having secondary contain rules. They do some sprint out, which I think just becomes uh, another method for them to have a little bit of dual threat where if no one's open, I'll just – take off and go. So um, we, we got to be at, at, our, at our best to make sure we can get him defended and get him pulled up and hopefully we can make him throw some errant throws. How important is it to stop or how important is it to establish a ground attack against a team that stopped the run well? Well, it's, it's going to be critical uh, uh, for us to stay on the field and, and to get some third down conversions, get into some third and shorts. Uh, the only way for us to do that and do it effectively, I think, over the course of a game is to be able to run the football. So um, it, it's going to be a challenge. Uh, believe me, our, our offensive line and our offensive staff understand uh, the caliber of defense that they're playing. But um, at the same time, I, I think we've done a good job all year of being able to run the football. And uh, we'll... We'll, we'll attack them where we think we can. We think we have some uh, a good game plan set up right now. But, uh, uh, yeah, we need to be able to run the football. We need to establish that early during the course of the game. Jabril's graduating. Is he coming back? That chatter's out there. I, I anticipate he is. Uh, I know we're excited about yeah, – we've already talked about next year, and I know uh, he's living with a bunch of guys on the team. So, uh, as far as I, I'm concerned, he's, he's a bison. Matt, can you comment that Marquise Bridges and Josh Hayes, their first career start in the <laughs> national championship game, about them being thrown to the deep end and what they had to face that game? I can't comment about that. that was a, a nerve-wracking yeah. couple, couple, two, three weeks there. Um, all of a sudden, you're in the semifinal game and you lose both your corners, uh, and you look down the the sideline and there's a, a couple freshmen looking at you back. But uh, it tells you the type of competitors those guys are to, to step up. Uh, both of them made big plays, if I remember right. Josh may have forced a fumble. Uh, Marquise had an interception in that game. I mean. Uh, Two great players, and, and uh, it, it is kind of uh, you, all of a sudden here we are two years later playing the same opponent, and we still got the same corners. Uh, that that uh, that's exciting for us. I know those guys will be ready to go and uh, are really excited. They they understand the caliber of receivers that these guys have, and and they and they it's different receivers. I mean, Riley, Riley Stapleton can stretch you, but he's 6'5", 230 pounds. Uh, he's such a huge target for him, huge catch radius. And then, uh, you know, we talked about Polk earlier, just a smaller slot type guy who can, uh, you know, catch it, make a move, and he, and he can be gone as well. So, uh, you know, we're going to see it all from, from James Madison. Now, right, pay attention you. to such things, but you guys are underdogs in this game, according to some of the betting sites out there, which is an odd position for NSU to be in. Any any knowledge of that? Any I haven't paid any attention. You're the first person that, that that's told me. Um, I'm sure other people out there are fully aware of it. Uh, I thought we were underdogs every week, guys. <laughs> Ty, can you describe the emotions of this game that two years ago you couldn't play against James Madison? Or is there a little burn in the back of your mind saying, I'd love to get back and, and play them since you didn't have a chance a couple years ago? 
Oh, yeah, I felt like uh, that year was pretty tough sitting out the national championship. Uh, regardless of who the opponent is, though, we're, we're going to be ready to go. I know I'm ready to go. It's our last game as seniors uh, that we're ever going to play in the green and gold. Uh, so it's just we're, we're all ready to go. It's been a long time since we played football. Ben, how has this last couple of weeks been? I know Coach said you guys call it winter camp. I, I keep thinking of, you know, you guys have no classmates, no school, nothing but football to focus on. How have you guys used this time and how have you seen your teammates continue to, to develop? It's kind of a dream come true. You don't have to do any, any schoolwork or any, any tests or anything like that. So it, it's been a good time. Um, we do a lot of um, young guy stuff, so getting those young guys developed a little bit, um, but then also working um, on our game plan and things like that. And so we've been doing working on our game plan for two weeks now. Um, I think we're ready to go and it should be a good one. Burning desire to, to get out there. Kind yeah. of that same angst you guys all have during fall camp to get out there and hit somebody. Right, it's kind of like the first time playing again. And, yep. James, they got a quarterback that uh, poses a lot of problems in the new G. On the, obviously, on the defensive side, you guys are going to be preparing for him. What, what have you seen on film from what he does? I think he spreads the ball around really well. Definitely better than anybody we've seen this year. Um, he's extremely accurate um, and confident, so he's got a couple weapons on the edge, a good tight end, and he's got good backs to get it to. Um, I think he just distributes the ball and runs our offense really, really well, really efficiently, and, and that's what's going to be uh, our biggest thing is in the back end. we got to make him uncomfortable, get disguises, um, show him pictures that he's not used to, and then uh, hopefully our D-line can get going um, like they always do. Can you compare the explosiveness of this team? You know, this is your, your fifth year. Compare that to the other four years. Most explosive, or our team or their team? Your team right now. Oh yeah, I feel like we got playmakers all over the field. Uh, I feel like this year we've done a, a great job of getting the wide receivers the ball. Uh, just in the the jet sweeps and all of that stuff, you've seen Christian Phoenix, all of those guys make plays, uh, and our young guys are stepping up too. Uh, I feel like after we're long gone, is NDSU is still going to be really explosive. So it's nice to see. Trey, taking on the number one rush defense in the nation this week. I know you guys take on your own defense every week, and they're one of the strongest across the board. But how do you prepare? What have you kind of seen from them um, that plays to their, their strength there? I feel like they, they are a really good defense, uh, but we just got to stick to what we know. I don't feel like they've seen a, a rushing attack or a lineman that our linemen are capable of. Uh, so we just got to stick to what we do and come out and play our type of football. What have you guys learned from the years past? You've had the privilege, the, the opportunity to take on JMU now three of the last four years. How do you, what have you learned from those experiences that you take forward? Uh, you can't make any moment uh, bigger than it is, you know what I mean? So just go out and play your style of football. Uh, don't overlook anybody. Don't underlook anybody. They're a really good defense and we're a really good team too. Ben, I just started defensive ends for James Madison. Seemed to be pretty dynamic. Uh, what, what have you seen from them on film, and do they compare to any other defensive end tandem you've seen this season? Yeah, like you said, they're very dynamic, very explosive. Um, their get off, you know, off the line of scrimmage is, is uh, second to none, and so just being able to, um, you know, kind of walk them off the ball or you know take that to them um, a little bit and make them think a little bit, slow them down a little bit um, on some of our, some of our um, runs and things like that is going to be important. James, with uh, the wide receivers, is Polk and Stapleton one of the best one-two combos you've seen as a secondary this year going up against them? Yeah, I think they're really talented. Um, we've seen some good tandems this year, um, but you know these guys pose a little bit different of a threat. Um, they both do um, different things. I think uh, number three, he's extremely explosive and, and electric when he gets the ball. Um, a lot like Christian on our team, and then uh, number ten, if if they are they're in a bind or they need to get a first down, they can always just throw it up to him and hope he wins a 50-50 ball. So, 
I think um, they do a really good job of using both of them to, to their skill sets, and, uh, um, you know, they're just really, really good players. James, can you discuss the haircuts? What's the meaning behind that for James and Ben? <laughs> um, you know, a number, I think it started in the crew chief room, um, but, I mean, shoot, me and Ben, neither of us can join in the, in the mustache party, so um, we thought we might as well do something in our last year. James, with leading up to this weekend, being in Texas before, how familiar is it to have a week like this? You know, we've already been there before. Morning. It's routine. I mean, as weird as it sounds, it's routine to, um, for us. I mean, we're going to practice on Wednesday morning. We're going to go down there, and we're going to do what we've done the last um, four of the last five years, um, at least for us seniors. And, uh, you know, it's not anything out of the ordinary, and, and we're just used to everything that's gone on this last winter camp and, and looking forward to using that to our advantage uh, this week. James, you mentioned defensive disguises. What are some of the keys to that? Just kind of showing your hand really late in the play clock, or what are you guys going to try to do to make sure that Danucci isn't just seeing a good picture at the snap and going? Yeah, kind of what you guys have seen. Um, anytime we're playing defense, we're always uh, rolling down into something late or, or showing something and then uh, you know doing something else uh, completely different. So I think it's just going to be big in the back end to just not tip what we're doing. Early in, early in the snap count and early in the play clock so that we're making all these guys think um, before the uh, ball snapped and really making them earn every single thing that they get. Ty, what do you think is going to hit you? This is the last collegiate football game you're going to play in. Before the game, during, after, what do you think it's going to click? Nah, probably after. Uh, I'm going to miss the, the football part of it. I'm not going to miss the conditioning. Uh, Kramer, yeah, I don't I mean, go miss that. But other than that, probably probably after the game, uh, probably not even the right after the game. It'll probably be a couple of weeks after the game, after it sets in. When you had the big run last year against Eastern Washington, how good did that feel after not playing the year before to have a run like that in a championship game? See, I don't really think of it as like a championship game. It's just another game. Uh, I know what I'm capable of, uh, big plays every time I touch the ball. Uh, so it was just kind of routine to me. Uh, it's, it's nice to get the crowd on their feet, uh, but it just felt good overall. Ty, I wanted to talk to you this week about your role as a leader on this team and how that's developed over the last couple of years. When did you start to see yourself as a leader um, and then the reaction from your teammates as you stepped up into that role? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've, always been the, I've always been the same since I've been here. Uh, I feel like I've kind of matured a little bit just with how I approach things, how I say things to people. Uh, and I don't know, it was probably, probably last year in the offseason once I realized I was getting older, I can't just continue to do the same things that I used to do. i got to grow up a little bit. But, yeah, that's probably when it happened. How rewarding has that been, just seeing guys really respect you, really take what you say for, you know, to mean something huge, whether it's praise, whether it's criticism, help, or whatever that is. How does that affected you and continue to, to motivate you in those ways? Oh, yeah, it's really motivating. Uh, you just got to look at it. Somebody's always following you. Uh, and just even in our running back room by itself, uh, I just try to tell them, run hard. You know what I mean? Just because that's something I wish I would have learned earlier. Just don't be don't be timid in the hole. Don't do simple things like that. Be smart on and off the field, stuff like that. So it, it's it's nice to see that when they finally take it and they understand what I'm trying to say. Just like I wish somebody probably would have kind of told me earlier, kind of grow up faster. The faster you grow up, the quicker you'll be playing. You still kept your act. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I ain't gonna change. Ben, I wanted to ask you about Ty also, as um, uh, you know, part of the the crew chief. So to see Ty 
in his group step into that leadership role as a guy on the offense? When did you kind of see it start to happen for him, and how valuable has he been for the entire offensive unit as he's taken on that? Right. You know, he's always been a vocal guy, um, and so for him to, to become into a leadership leadership role um, has been huge for the offense, you know, because we don't have as many, um, you know, seniors on the on the offensive side of the ball. And so for him to do that, to, to help us with um, – Seeing blocks and seeing seeing it like a running back is has been helpful um, for a, a crew chief or for the tight ends and so um, he's just done he's done a good job um, kind of maturing like he said um, this last year. James, does it seem like three months since you played a football game, or does it just mean it feels like it's been forever since you guys played? It feels like a while. I think you know we're slowly getting there. We're we're just really really ready to go, and I think that we've been in this game plan for two weeks now. And I think, you know, it's almost like we're back of our hands right now. We know it, and we're ready to just show it on Saturday. And, you know, we got a whole other week, though, so we got to take it one one week at a time, one day at a time like we always have. Ty, can you describe the physical talent that Christian brings out there? He's Granted, he's not as fast as you. Nobody is, but he's 6'3". Can you describe that, what that brings to him? Nah, shoot. Christian, he, he probably is faster. I ain't going to, hey. Y'all heard it here. He Christian is fast. <laughs> Last game he showed it. I ain't seen nothing like that in a while. But it's, it's nice to finally see him healthy, uh, see him get out in space, something that we knew he was capable of, but he's never been healthy enough to show it. Uh, and he's still young, so that's that's the scary part. We got a lot of young guys on this offense and young guys on this team, and they're just going to continue to keep getting better. And you've got a young guy. Uh, um, a question for James, excuse me. Uh, you played him in the number 25 uh, well, what's your thoughts on how good Michael Tutsi has been this year? Tut's a really good football player. He's been that way since he stepped on campus. I know he gave one of the best looks on scout team when he was a freshman. I know last year he was learning behind Robbie, and even when he got in in the games, I mean, I know Western Illinois, his first play in, he got a pick. I mean, he's just always been a playmaker, and he lives and breathes football, and, and you know, he's also young, and he's got, he's got two more years after this uh, to really just come into his own and be – um, one of the best safeties NDSC's ever had. James, from a player standpoint, would you rather just play the week after the semifinals because you're rolling, or would you, do you like the time off? Or? It is what it is. We're going to do whatever we need to do because either way you're playing in a championship game, you can't really wish for much more. So whenever it is, we're going to be ready to play it. Ty, the gentleman this uh, last week that got your jersey and yeah. will watch you play in Frisco, can you just talk us through realizing what an impact you have to people with that experience? Yeah, it's crazy because I didn't realize it, but my mom, uh, she works for Friendship, uh, and she's told me about Saidu for a while. Uh, but I've never got the chance to meet him. I've met some of her other clients, but I've never got the chance to meet him. But just seeing the impact, you don't realize sometimes the impact you have on people, kids, adults, whoever it is. Uh, and it, it's it's nice to see, you know what I mean? Uh, we get so lost in just being football players sometimes that we don't see how we affect people outside of football. Ty, James mentioned routine as far as this week goes. How have you been able to adapt to this? Oh, it's the same, yeah. Uh, it's the same through and through. I feel like we practice the same. We're going to play the same, play hard, play physical, and just hopefully come out with a win. Ben, what's it mean for this year's team to have a chance to go undefeated in your senior season? You know, it's pretty special. Um, obviously, with, with the 12-0 regular season, you know, it hasn't been done before. And so um, just to... I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of questions in the off season, and so to kind of to hush those and humble those a little bit has been pretty cool. And just to go out on top would be a pretty special moment for this class. 
When you have a frozen sewer vent, use the Sewer Skewer. It fits any size vent and can be left in year-round. So it's one and done when it comes to installation, making it so easy to protect your farm, ranch, or home. Visit SewerSkewer.com to see their many locations.